Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. Oh, friends, we are going there today. We are going there with my dear friend, soul sister, Tamara Arnold, who is a business energy strategist. Basically, Tamara, like I want to be you when I grow up. And <laughs> Tamara and I met um, in our coaches in her cir- inner circle, mastermind, and we've just like kind of like seen each other grow into ourselves in a really beautiful way. And we get to reflect back to each other a lot, even though we've only known each other for a couple months. Like I feel like we're very good at reflecting back to each other, each other's brilliance when like the other is like, but like and me specifically, right. I've been pretty heady lately. And so you're like, Hey, Hey, come back into your body. <laughs> so Tamara, hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here, Jillian. I love you. And I'm so excited to like get to meet your listeners and be in your vibe and like just do this with yeah. you. Yeah. We are both like cozied up with mugs right now. We are just going to jam. Um, we're And we're going to, let's go there. Like I really, really, really want to go into it today because I myself have been having a transformation specifically over the past two years, but I feel like I've stepped on like the turbo engine since the beginning of 2018 and really starting to understand and feel energy. And I've been curious about things like like goddess archetypes and allowing the divine feminine to rise. And it's funny because I've always had curiosity about those things, about the chakras, about what does it mean if your chakra is open or closed? I've always had curiosity, but it was only this year that I finally allowed myself to follow it. And it's really freaking fun when you follow what you feel called to learn about. And I, I just learned so much from you, Tamara. So can you walk us through this because I think a lot of my listeners are in that place where it's like that's interesting stuff but I don't have time to learn about it I don't like I, I don't know it just seems too weird and I've got work to do so I'd love for you to walk us through your evolution with the work that you do internally and externally and kind of shine light upon when you're feeling called that's the time to go and to follow those little curiosity bumps so I'm gonna like officially hand the mic over to you I love that. I love that. And just to, to kind of make it really clear before I go into this, like, can I swear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my life was a shitstorm for a really mm-hmm. long time. And I want to say that because 
I want everybody to hear hear it. Like I haven't graduated high school. I was totally numbing myself because I was an empath and didn't know through. I started drinking when I was 17 and using drugs as a way to numb. I, you know, have had sexual Me Too movement moments in my life. I have a child who was extremely high needs with mental illness. And so like I had a shit show happening all around me. Let me ask you really quick, what's an empath? So, and there's different levels of empathy, and I really want to make that clear as well, because empathy in itself is just an emotion in which we can understand somebody else's thoughts, feelings, um, what they might be going through. And so, like, it, everyone can feel that compassionate empath, empathy feeling. Yeah. And then there is the spiritual gift mm -hmm. of being an empath. And if you are spiritually gifted as being an empath, it means that you uncontrollably like pull in and hold on to other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And you don't, if you have never heard of that word, realize that you're doing it. Yes. And I'll give the example of when I was in high school and like, I literally thought everyone in high school hated me. Mm -hmm. Like they did, like I would walk down the halls and I would almost be in tears mm -hmm. because I was like, oh my God, I'm the least liked person in this entire place. I couldn't even look up. I couldn't look anybody in the eye. But what was happening is whatever they were talking about, their families, their friends, their partners, I was absorbing those emotions thinking mm -hmm. they were directed at me when they had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between it being a gift in which we're like a sponge and being like <laughs> all yeah. of the emotions are mine and not knowing where they're coming from and just having the compassionate emotion of empathy. That was described incredibly well. Thank you so much for the clarity on that. That's so powerful. So I can, I can now see specifically with your high school example, why when you are younger and you have no words for this and you're sick and tired of taking on the emotion and the energy and the heaviness of everyone around you, you want to numb that. You want to keep that out. That's I mean, when we're 17, we've got enough of our own stuff going on, never mind literally being a sponge for everybody else's stuff. So makes perfect, quote unquote, sense here. And please continue. Well, and the other sidebar too, and this is off topic a little bit, but you know, the druggies were the nicest people. They're always the ones that when we're low, we're always like, come down, come down, hang out with me, right? So instead of trying to strive up, it's so much easier to lean back. Yeah. And they were the most inviting group of people. And they're lovely people, right? So it was just an easy, soft place to land. Yeah. Um, so everything came to a head um, with my son's behaviors being really bad. See, I was really lucky because I did learn in my early 20s um, that I couldn't do jobs that made me feel heavy or uh, didn't lift my energy up. So in my, in my early 20s, I did a, a program through the YMCA in Canada, and I found out that fitness was the way to go for me. And it was the best decision I ever made, because if you go to a gym or you go into a place where people are all striving to live their best life, energetically, I could, I could survive in that. Yeah. Like I could be in that energy and be like, whoa, these are, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Build the tank. I tried serving, not not good for an empath. Let me just tell you. <laughs> right People be like, my food is terrible. I'm like, I didn't cook it, right? Like taking in all of their upset. Mm -hmm. um, so my son showed signs of mental illness when he was eight, uh, threatening suicide um, mm -hmm. at that young age. And so I got caught up in codependency my, through my mom being uh, mentally ill with depression and then my son. Mm -hmm. And so again, just 
everything became about everything else externally outside of me and everyone else. Yeah. And over time, I collected a lot yeah. of emotional baggage, a lot of stored negative emotions, feelings, and experiences yep. that one day, this is how it came about. So my son, when he was 16, um, I walked into the laundry room and found him with a chair and a cord. Mm. Now, I say this, and I can talk about it now, because we are so incredibly close, my son and I, so mm. everything that I'm about to tell you, please know, was spiritually guided for us to get to the place we are now. Mm-hmm. And so um, his behaviors had gone through the roof up until that moment. It was toxic. It was terrible. We were trying to hide what was happening from our other three kids. Like Jeff and I's relationship was on the rocks Mm -hmm. because we were barely sleeping because of Ethan's behaviors. Mm -hmm. So when this happened, um, Ethan was hospitalized and they told us he would be back in a couple days. And we're like, what do you mean a couple days? That's not enough to actually solve the problem with my son. And this a tangent about mental illness and you know how there's not enough support but we'll save that for another day um yeah but but let's just like blanket statement just say that like that's truth that is truth there is not enough support yes and um and so they kept him for a week and at the end of this week i went into the hospital and i can still vivid like it makes me want to cry just saying this i remember driving to the hospital that day and listening to the tire on the on the highway and just had my head against the window bawling because I was walking in to say to my son like either you seek medical attention or you can't come home Mm. and I was so scared about what he was going to say and he said the thing I was petrified and he said well then I'm not coming home and he chose living on the streets over seeking help for himself in order to to be invited back into the house and to live cohesively and that next year was the worst experience of my life like if I could wish I could blink a year away it would Mm -hmm. be that year because Mm -hmm. I still tried to solve his problems I still tried to fix him I went out of my way to like do anything that I possibly can because of the guilt that I was feeling that I was like totally not able to save my son and at 17 um, when things got so toxic and something really bad happened I said, Ethan, this is, this isn't working anymore. We're done. We're done. And I was willing to walk away from my relationship with my son, which again, if you ever get to that place as a parent, it is, it is the like, oh, the most excruciating place. But the, yeah. the words that I had to say was that if anyone was treating me the way my son was treating me, I would never, I would never, yeah, I would yeah. never. And so like, I had to detach myself emotionally enough to be like, it doesn't like, I it can't just because he's my son doesn't mean I, I take this. Yeah. Um, And that was the moment that changed my life because I remember vividly walking into my living room and being so lost because I had given my entire being to him. I answered for him in appointments. I worried about him when I wasn't with him. I was living my life as Ethan's mom Mm -hmm. and when Ethan was taken out of the equation I didn't know who Tamara was anymore yeah and it was the worst feeling I'm not gonna lie like it's like you have an open road in front of you and yet you don't even know who you are that's scary that's scary shit yeah yeah and so that was the moment that I I started to do the self-development work on myself um 
And it began because I was in deep depression. Obviously, when you break up with your child, it puts you into a little bit of a, I'm a bad mom. What have I done? What are people going to say? Other parents are going to come with pitchforks to my door and tell me I'm a terrible person. All of that. All of that. So you hide and you don't want to go out. I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped wearing a bra. I stopped like actually putting any love or attention into myself. And it was in that deep, dark place. And this is where I reconnected to spirit and didn't know at the time. And it's something interesting. Yeah. I was going to say like how, cause I can, I can picture that, right. I can see, I can feel into that. And how, like, how do you allow in all of the love really that's needed to help you out of that space to increase your energy? Not so that you're like, yeah, everything's great. But like, just to get yourself to a state of functionality, what was it that happened? So I legitimately started to ask myself this one question every day. Mm -hmm. And that simple question was, what can I do today to feel just a little better than I did yesterday? Mm. And then whatever I heard, I did. Describe, tell us what you mean by whatever you heard. How were you asking this question? And to whom were you asking this question? In my head, just in Mm -hmm. my head, I would say Mm -hmm. it every single day, just like asking that question. And then looking back, I can see that's where spirit started to speak to me. Um, Because not, you don't realize that that's not necessarily a voice that everybody hears in their head, but I would hear things like make a therapy appointment. Mm -hmm. I would hear things like take a bath, go for a walk call a friend for coffee, mm-hmm. um, you know, just do small things, whatever it was. Um, I would, I would make sure that I do watch a movie with the, with your daughters. Mm-hmm. Do, like it was like legitimately whatever I heard. Yeah. I didn't second guess it. It's not like I had a lot of things going on at the time. I was personal training in, in my studio, in my house. And so I'd peel myself up. I would go and train and then I would walk back in and just curl back up on the couch. So yeah. I had space in my life yeah. Yeah. to like, do this one small thing. And that's when I heard them say the one day it was like meditate. And I was like, what the, what the, <laughs> what? Just you like, want me to what? do what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I don't even know what meditation is. I don't know anything about meditation. I, I don't understand what you're trying to say to me. But again, when we're in that openness to receive the answer, I was scrolling through Facebook and I immediately saw uh, 30 days meditate with your angels. Mm. Uh, like something in the computer and I was like somehow that must be what they're talking about clicked clicked into it and here's where the shift begins too because anytime you add consistency to anything that you're doing you are stepping forward that's momentum Mm -hmm. that is making a very conscious decision to change your life and so that was a big conscious decision to say, I'm going to do 30 days. Cause there were days where my depression and, and how I was feeling was like, you don't really need to do that today. Right. Yeah. And it would yeah. be like, no, no, it's just like 20 minutes. I'm going to do this thing. And I mean, in truth, I slept through all 30 days. Yeah. So, like, yeah. it like, so it was working. <laughs> it was doing something. <laughs> I called it meta napping. I said, clearly my conscious brain <laughs> can't take what the, what's happening in this meditation. And it needs to be subconscious work at this at this time. Yeah. But I didn't give up. Like I just kept with it mm-hmm. and I kept with it after the 30 days. Yeah. There's something so powerful about creating a devotional practice like that and having it be a specific number of days. Um, mm-hmm. I have done, I've done a 40 day mantra practice and then I start and, and it was interesting because the first time I did it, 
I knew the specific start date and then I knew the specific end date. And I was like, okay. And the days that I didn't watch you, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you want to get to that end date and have that really be the end date. And so I completed it and I just felt so much more in tune with myself because there were times where it was really hard to do it. I mean, it's an eight minute mantra. Like this is not going to take up a lot of time, but life happens, right? So it was just beautiful to really commit, prove to myself that I could commit to myself, even if it was just eight minutes. And it's interesting, I'm in it again. And I just continued on with it. But what I didn't do was look at when the 40 days was going to be up this time. And you know what? It's been more challenging. Not knowing where I am through and throughout the process has been a bit more challenging because I'm still in that learning and like transitioning process where I'm trying to make it a a lifetime habit with this specific thing, but I still, the human in me still needs to give myself those mini goals to work toward. I feel like I have other things that are down, but this one I needed a little bit more specificity to. Which is fascinating because recently I had the, like, cause I love to chat about these things. Uh, the yeah. polar opposite happened for me. So like I was clearly a heavy drinker and I wanted to quit for years. And so I could do 30 days and it was like a countdown. I'd be like, this is the day that I stopped. This is the yeah. day, 30 days and whatever. But this, when I quit in March of this year, I didn't want to know the day. Yeah. And the day I didn't want to like have a like set thing because I wanted it to be a lifestyle. So yeah. I made very conscious. If you were to ask me what day I quit drinking, I won't, I won't be able to tell you because I didn't want it to be something that was framed that way. I wanted it to be a lifestyle. So cool. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I love and I hope everyone is grasping right now. There is no right or wrong way to no. go about serving yourself with this, like two completely different ways to go into opportunities. And they both make such beautiful sense for the person that it's serving. So I love that so much, but we can both definitely agree that like when you're going to commit to something and you're committing to it for yourself, it's like, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> I have done so many things, so many challenges and so many ways in which, you know what I mean? You're creating a, a habit. And one of my things about habits though, is I don't think that we have actually, cause you know, there's the, tw I'm sorry, I have to drop this bomb. People say 21 days or whatever yeah. many days. Yeah, I don't yeah. believe that you have actually created a habit since no. you've done it through all four seasons. If you can make it through all four seasons, because each one offers a di different like set of obstacles or a different way in which you, you show up differently. So and different nostalgic moments too. Exactly. exactly. Because you exactly. remember specifically like this time of the year at recording, we're in November of 2018 and we're coming up on the holiday season. And so it's easy to to go back and say, oh, but I always loved this in all the years past. It has nothing to do with my new lifestyle choice. So I'm going to put that on hold for a little while. When I'm talking and using it as the drinking experience for me, like I didn't, I stopped in spring, right? So yeah. spring was easy. I thought summer was going to be really bad. Summer was fine. Yeah. Fall's going fine. But then all of a sudden it gets dark at five o'clock and you know, it's cold. Yeah. and you don't want to leave your house and I'm like oh my god it was winter winter was my worst month for drinking yeah. interesting right? oh well I'm just sending you so many like sparkle stars super dust support beauties like I will never all go of back. yeah I will never go back only because it doesn't aid and support in me being an open vessel for spirit to use with my gift and so like I won't I can't do it 
I'm like, I just can't put anything in anymore. So I'm not worried. Thank you for your love and sparkles and support. Though I of felt course. like a weird child. It was so, so fun. <laughs> um, but like, I, I knew when I quit this time, because I was abusing it for so long in my life as a numbing that I didn't want to numb anything else for the rest of my life. I just yeah. want to, I want to feel all the feels to oh, the maximum feels. level that I possibly can moving forward. Yeah. I love it so much. So let's go back to where we were, you were starting to tap in. Basically, you were starting to listen. You were starting to follow the in inspired um, words that were coming to you. Yep. Actually, before you continue, can I just ask you? Because I know this, but can you speak on different people have these gifts and connections with spirit in different ways? First question: Do we all have a connection or the ability to receive guidance, gifts from spirit? One. Hundred, if it could go above one hundred percent, I would. Yeah. Like when we think about when we are born as newborn babies, we are vessels of love, light, perfection, and you know capabilities and stardust and light and all sorts of magic. Yeah. And so we don't lose that. That never goes anywhere. We don't. You know what I mean? Now the manifestation of it could be different in each individual person based on whatever it is that their stardust is aligned with them from before they chose this human body on this turn of the earth and, you know, the expression and how they're supposed to be serving with it, that mm -hmm. all can be alighted differently. But so how can that show up differently for people? So you can have intuition. Mm -hmm. That's like, everybody understands that word. So I'd like to start with that word. People yeah. say, oh, I have a gut feeling or, you know, I just, I just know something, yeah. right? Like, or I meet somebody and I can tell if they're, they're a good person or they're a bad person, if I want to be their friend or I want to close the door on them as fast as I possibly can, mm -hmm. right? Like, so we have these innate sensations and we call that intuition. Yeah. Right? Intuition can be uh, almost nurtured into something bigger. Mm, that's a really great word. Yes. And when we nurture it into something bigger, it becomes like an, a reader. You can read energy through if you have the intuitive gift. Yes. Generally speaking, so you might be able to see auras. You might be able to tap into somebody's vibration. Mm -hmm. You might be able to understand what their thoughts, feelings, and emotions are. Like mm -hmm. that's reading energy. Yeah. Um, most people begin or you'll know these people because they do card readings. Mm -hmm. Card readings are a great way to tap into intuition and doing energy readings on people. That's mm -hmm. the safest place. That's where I started as well. I got my Doreen Virtue a card, yeah. angel card reading certification way back when. Yay. And, and then I expressed further and further and further. You also have psychic capabilities, mm -hmm. right? And psychic is sight. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, we could go into clairaudient, clairsentient, but I, if you don't know these words, these are just an easier way to say that. And psychic is in the sense that you can see things that other people can't see. Yeah. It's visual. Okay. Right. And then you have people who can hear things. They might not necessarily see what's going on, but they hear things, which is, which is, I feel for them. Right. Because at first when you're hearing something um, and it's it, maybe it's not spirit guidance, it's those who have passed on. Yeah. Um, it's confusing and it's overwhelming. And the first thing that we do is think, oh, my God, what is this? I want to shut it down. I've shut down multiple facets of my gift when I was scared of them. Yeah. And been like, I'm not ready, cute. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. Turn that off. That yeah. was a little too much for me. Yeah. Um, especially as a young child. And we don't have the like there's no place for kids to go that feels safe that they can say, like, I think I'm hearing things. I think I'm seeing things. Uh, and this is this is a side story where I think a lot of mental illness these days are the stifling and the, and the pressing down or the, um, 
what's the word I want to say? Uh, resisting. Suffocating. Suffocating of a gift as it's starting to be born, right? Like when I started to feel things and see things and, and know things as a kid, you know, my family was like, oh, Tamara, don't be so silly. Oh, Tamara, you do not. And you're like, oh, I, I don't then. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because those thoughts become beliefs. And so if we are being told over and over, no, you're not, no, you're not, then okay, we must stop. No, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I'm just crazy then. Like that's literally how it feels. Right. That's totally how it feels. And then we're told that, like, and I can tell you because I've taken my son through the mental health system, when they're filling out a form for submission into a hospital for mental illness, it's the same questions that I would ask myself as a spiritual gifted person. And they, like, it's like, do you hear things? Yes. Do you yeah. see things that other people don't see? Do you feel guided by something? And you're like, oh man, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. But I am not, you know, clinically you know, ward worthy. And I mean, there is a, there is a hormonal imbalance that people need to be connected to knowing about. Yes. Yes. And it, even when I jump in people's energy, I know if it's a chemical imbalance and I know if it's, if they're legit, just emotionally not tapping in fully to themselves. Yeah. So like, even when I work with people, I have to be very cautious and, and like sure yeah. when I'm helping them breathe life into their spiritual gift that they're doing it from a place of not needing support outside of like, you know, therapy and, and psychologists and psychiatrists and that kind of thing. Well, I can actually relate to that. Not in like, well, yes, in the energetic field, but like not in that, that depth of it, but like just simply, simply, right. It's kind of a funny word, but simply as a life coach, being able to witness when I'm coaching and then where this person actually is requiring a bit more counseling therapy. And I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not licensed for that. There is somebody else that is going to be better able to serve my people. So it's really having that, that integrity line with yourself to know where your gifts are best served and where that person really, really needs help from somebody else, really needs the support from somebody else. I'm sharing the story because I'm being told to share the story. Um, you, uh, you know, I've mentioned that I'm codependent. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, codependency is like I'm a recovered codependent. I will never not be codependent. Like my spiritual practice of cord cutting and clearing out my heart are consistent. Like it's weekly practice for me as an empath, as somebody who feels other people's thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So I can get easily tied as a young child. I tried to save my mama as, you know, an adolescent because I was pregnant at 19, had my son at 20 through my early twenties. I was trying to save my son. So I have this capacity capacity to like go all in codependently think about somebody when I'm not with them do all of these things and actually when I got my life coaching certification at one of my first clients I nearly lost my license um because of codependency so it's also getting to know the awareness of yourself because yes. she was seeing a psychiatrist and psychologist so I knew that she was being taken care of but when she was talking to me about you know the fact that she would be low mm. I didn't like report it. Yeah. 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 So that's where I broke the code of, because I just wanted to help her so much that yeah. I didn't, when she said, please don't tell anyone I listened and that's not okay. And I wanted to share that as well. Interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's so powerful to have that transparency and just to illuminate that we are being called to different things and we do have zones of genius in different ways. And we do have, and that comes with a responsibility. And so, and that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. 
Um, so getting back to yeah, I was gonna the, say I'm so glad. Oh. Like, and actually, I just want to point out, like you just said, I'm being told to share this. So you're literally allowing in today's day and age, you are allowing spirit to speak through you constantly. Like you're being told what to say, what to share, what to do. I just think that that's such so amazing. So I want to just note that, but have you go immediately back to the transition period because I don't want to jump too far ahead. Perfect. So when I stopped doing the 30-day meditation, I need I knew I needed to keep going. So I started to Google meditations. Like I was just like I need to and that's like a candy shop of meditation in totally. YouTube. You can just like Google, I want you to feel happy and you'll get like all these happy meditations <laughs> or like you can get sex ones. You can get whatever meditation yeah, you want. It's whatever you be want. There. Whatever you need. I actually use one in YouTube when I'm not feeling well. You can look, how do I not feel sick anymore? Meditations. You got it. Like anything yeah. you need. So I, yep. was, I was like every day going in there and I started to stay awake. And then I started to hear messaging in my meditations. Um, my grandfather came to me. Uh, a bunch of things were happening. And at first you're just like, oh, this is cool. And then one day I was like, oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm getting spiritual guidance in this, these yeah. bad boys. <laughs> How do you know that it's spiritual guidance and not just a memory or not just a, um, oh, I must just miss my grandfather. So I think he came through for me, but actually like I was just remembering his jolliness. Like w how did you know that this is different than me just thinking about my grandfather and loving and missing him? You said the word. I just knew. Interesting. I love it. I love it. Right. There is a place you get to where knowing is everything. Yeah. Knowing becomes the thing. Yeah. And so it was just a knowing. It was like, no, this is like, it's so for me, when I hear guidance, it comes from as if somebody's standing behind me. So it's not like a frontal lobe thought. Yeah. It comes from behind, like somebody's whispering to the back of my head. And it is most often in, in my own voice, but it sounds the way they talk, the way it comes through is not the way I would talk to myself. Mm. right yeah uh, so getting to understand some people like and sometimes when um the big guy comes through <laughs> it's his voice yeah that always makes me cry just so everybody's aware like yeah. if, if god is using me like that's the most emotional experience that i can ever put on like in a, an experience chart as yeah. being and it doesn't happen very often but it's for the person that i'm connecting to like if yeah. it they like he needs to say something he comes through um and so when i started to know that it was happening in my meditation and truthfully be and i thought it was angels in the beginning i just called mm -hmm. it like i'm getting angel guidance because that was how i could correlate or relate it, it yeah seemed, i started with you know meditation with the angels so immediately i went must be the angels yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what i could perceive as being the truth mm -hmm. um and then i started to when I knew it as being my guidance, start to receive it outside yeah. of meditation. And then once I started to receive it outside of meditation was when the physical response of awakening happened. And I don't think people talk about this as much. No, no. I'm super curious to see where you're going with this. So with the physical response of, of, of spiritual awakening, I started to get a brain cramp. It's like if you were to work out any other muscle of your body, right, you'd be yeah. like, oh, I'm looking at my biceps, my biceps are sore. But I was awakening different parts of my mind that have been dormant and asleep for, you know, a great length of time. So as I was like receiving this messaging and, and you know, having these conversations, I could feel my brain doing the work, awakening, right? So I'd yeah. get this brain cramp. Then I call it like all of a sudden going through technical or 
like experiences. I would like colors would just become really bold. My sight shifted and I would go outside. I'd be like, Oh my God, those leaves are so green. Oh my God, the sky is so blue. Oh my God. Everything <laughs> is like, so, like crisp. I get like, see the different leaves as different leaves. Like it was like everything heightened for me. My sense of smell heightened, my hearing heightened. It was just like, I started to get slight vertigo at times as like my whole world was shifting, if you will. Yeah, that's so powerful. So where then did you decide, and you tell me if I'm jumping ahead too far, but did you decide that this needed to be something that you really helped people with, that you really guided people with? How did you then bring this into your business? So at the time I was still kind of on the verge of leaving personal training and taking, moving into life coaching. So I was kind of like bringing in, I got my angel card certification, mm -hmm. right? And what was really cool about the doing people's cards is that I wasn't even using the cards so much as I was just reading the energy of the cards, but I was actually reading the energy of them. And they could literally say somebody's name and I'd be like, oh, that's what they're thinking and that's what they're feeling. So then I was like reading other people yeah. while I was doing personal readings as well, which I quickly realized that it's not okay to jump in other people's energy when they don't know you're there. So like, I was like, that's probably not good <laughs> because I didn't know that that's what I was doing at the time. Right, right. right. So I was like, no, actually they're this or they're that. And then the awareness comes as you practice your gift. The more you use it, the more it expands, the more you realize things. I mean, that's the greatest part about it. Um, and so from the point of doing, and that's when I actually came out of the spiritual closet, because for the longest time, you're experiencing all these things and you're like, you can't just tell people this. You can't yeah. come no, no one's going to understand. I grew up in a round family that wasn't really spiritual, didn't go to church, didn't do all that. I mean, I was confirmed and baptized Anglican. But as soon as I was 13, I was like, done. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. I don't do well in, like, in lecture learning everybody. It's not yeah. my jam. That's church. That's school for me. And, um, and so I came out of the spiritual closet. And that's when it really started to heighten. So I started to blog about these kinds of experiences to just let everybody else know that this is a real thing. And if they yeah. were it too, to be okay with it. And all along I was getting guidance, like random things. So when I was trying to define who I was again, and it's a practice I use with everybody. I talk about it a lot. I just did a podcast. Um, I didn't know who I was. So I did a list of 50 things that I love to do. That was the first phase of me figuring out who I was again. And it took me days. Yeah. <laughs> to write because we get so caught up into doing things for other people. So you're writing the list and you're like, do I actually really love this or do I do it because of my partner? Do I really love this or am I doing it because of the kids? Like what are 50 things I love to do? What just came through for me was like, do I really love this now or am I just writing this because I, I loved this 10 years ago, but it's not serving me anymore. Like, I feel like that's where I would get caught up. Like, but I, I put myself in this expectation box and I always need to live there. So I'm just going to write it on the list. So, it's so funny. Cause right before we got on, Jillian's like, read my, my thing. And I'm like, you're in your head, just get out of your head. Right. Yeah. So like, even there's a head statement for me. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, really how I love this now, or is this from 10 because one of the things one of the things that I love to do is that it actually took me back to who I was before everybody told me not to be me. Yeah. So that discomfort was in the current Tamara trying to figure out who she loved. But once I tapped into who I was like at 10, yeah. I started to write all the things. I love to write. I love to color. I love to, you know, put on plays. I love to act. I love to do all of these things. And it was from that list that the creation 
well, creative inspired action starts to take place. I um, made a 52 week uh, coloring agenda. I made an intention card deck. At the time I was wondering why the frick frack are you making me do this? Cause they would yeah. say to do it. And I was like, so I do it, did it. And it was mostly because I had said to myself or I had believed for years that I didn't finish anything I started. Yeah. Right. And so there was like this, this way that they were guiding me to, to take on something and do it to complete so that I could say, Oh, I do finish things. I do. I am that person. Right. And then came the cards and then it came down to like, join the book writing, like everything that I've ever really done in my business has been because I've been guided to do it. And so, but it was last February where things got real, like really real for me energetically when they dropped the bomb. Um, it was in February and they said, as I was leaving my bathroom, just walking into my hall, they're like, you can read chakras. And I was like, what? Like, this is usually how it happens. I'm like, what? And they're like, you can read chakras. And here's the difference between inspired action and not. So to me, when I get spirit guidance, I take immediate action because it's coming from a source that only has my highest good involved. Yeah. Right. And so they're like, you can read chakras. I did not know the colors. I did not know the symbols of color, like the chakras. I didn't really understand what each chakra was. And when I asked them about that, they're like, let us guide you. And when I thought about reading a book, they said, please don't. We want you to learn the version you're meant to learn. Interesting. Right. So I was yeah. guided to like, so immediately upon hearing that message, I went to the computer, opened up Facebook. <laughs> and my exact Facebook post was, so apparently I can read chakras. <laughs> Is anyone open to letting me practice on them? Wow. And four people said yes. I shite my pants because <laughs> I not what I was doing. I had never done this before, but they told me I could and they told me that they would guide me and yeah. I put all my trust into that message. And so I lying on my bed using Facebook Messenger because it was free and you know you're you don't know what you're doing yet so you're just on there in my pajamas I was like I'm, I'm doing these things and I started practicing doing chakra readings wow. and once I started it was like a whole world opened up to me yeah I bring this back to right in November of 2017 I was told to contact Hay House which is yeah. what they used to get in front of the computer and remember a couple months ago I was in an event that there was a book writing coach I don't believe that I would have been able to download that I could read chakras if I hadn't started my first book which is my kid is driving me crazy a mom's survival guide for living with a child with mental illness because my throat chakra and my root chakra were closed up until that moment because I stifled my voice I was so petrified to hurt the ones I loved with mental illness that I never shared my side of the story. Yeah. I was more conscious about saying the wrong thing to upset anyone, like anyone. Because even if you were saying something nice, you don't know the mood that they're in or how it's going to affect them. So I was very, very afraid of my own voice. And our root chakra is our connection to the people that we're here to serve. It's our clan. It's our posse. It's our collective. It's how you know we, we find our vibrational matches and unite with them to move forward. Yeah. And I had spent most of my life believing that I had to find that in, in my family mm -hmm. and uh, I don't believe that anymore. I think that we land where we're supposed to land in order to learn the lessons that we're supposed to learn to serve. Yeah. And um, I love my family, but it doesn't mean that they're the people that I wake up every day and I share my message with them.
Right. Right. And all this energy I'd been placing into the approval and the judgment and, you know, people pleasing and all these boundary issues with my family. When I wrote that first book, they were severed. I opened up myself as a full channel. And that was when I realized that was when I, the spirit gave me the gift of chakra reading. That was when I was ready because wow. I it could come all the way in. It is so amazing how each step really is divinely guided. Like it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, awe-inspiring and also a little frustrating at times for those of us that love controlling and we're like are you freaking kidding me like all I have to do is trust all I have to do is learn how to do that like and it's just so because I am still a person who's working through this still a person who is who loves controlling and has had to really learn massively especially lately um that once I think I'm trusting it's, I got to trust some more. It's time to go deeper and just allow that word has been coming up a lot for me lately. Allow. It's a very powerful word. Yeah. Very powerful word because especially for someone who's heady and I'm saying this with love to you Mm -hmm. because when we receive right to get out of your head, you have to allow that receiving. Yeah. Yes. What is a chakra? Ooh, I love talking about chakras. So I was (laughs) always, But I'm going to share chakras as I was guided to learn them, right? Yes. Um, So I often explain it now is we have seven floors of our energetic house. So if you could Mm -hmm. almost like if you've never done any energy work or you don't know what a chakra is, just imagine like you could take a line and sever from your tailbone to the top of your head into seven different layers. Okay. Yeah. And each one of those layers is like you have a seven story house and each one represents something different. And the way that I was guided to, to read them is that our root chakra is the chakra of action. Mm-hmm. That is where we actually move forward with momentum into our lives and into our businesses. And it really is attached to finding the right people. And that's why I'm saying if your root chakra is off, the, you'll know because you'll be distracted all the time. Distracted by overworking or distracted by laundry, distracted like all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's governed by the fear of judgment, seeking approval, people pleasing and not having clear boundaries. Because if you are, if you are putting any of your energy into those things, like you want your dad's approval, that was mine. Or you want, you're afraid what people are going to say if you unleash that you have a spiritual gift. If you are the people pleaser and you're always helping others or you don't have boundaries for yourself and place yourself first, of course you're not taking action. Let's be real. Right. Let's throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dad, like there it is. The day to take action. Yes. I love right? it. And that is the hardest chakra and the chakra that most people avoid. Like it's the plague. I tell you, the root chakra is the most under- like worked shocker. When I get in people's energy, everybody does like heart, throat, they're yeah. like crown. And like they, the meanwhile, they're pushing everything down to the solar yeah. plexus down. Yeah. And so I actually know that sacral for you is a thing because um, control is in the sacral for me. Yeah. Because that's where the divine feminine lies. It lies in what I was given to read was sexual energy, sensual energy, and feminine energy. And feminine yeah. energy is knowing that we can release and let go and know that we're nurtured and cared for. The opposite of trusting feminine energy energy is needing to control, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. we are in control of our nurturing. We are in control. We do it better than people, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, sexual energy is confidently standing in your body, declaring your mission. And sensual is being present because we can be in our heads or be sad or be whatever and be withdrawn and hold it, held in. Or we're ahead, like we're like on the grocery list and the next thing and the next thing and the next yeah. thing and the next thing. You don't sit down and relax because there's something else that needs to be done. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And so when any of your sacrals off, you hide yeah. on some form or another. Um, solar plexus, the way that it was given to me is your uh, internal junk drawer. Let's be real. Um, so <laughs> this is the place where when somebody says anything to you and you don't want to deal with it, you throw it in your solar plexus. Yeah. And you know, think of the drawer or the closet or the cupboard right now in your house that is full. Like you're almost afraid to open it because it's like <laughs> there's yeah. going to be Somebody's going to happen. That's what happens energetically when from the time we're born, we're told, you know, to be, you're too loud. You don't say anything. This is the adult square. Kids aren't welcome. Whatever it is we pick up over the years. If our teachers are like, you can't sing, you're not smart enough. What, you know, your friends are like, oh, you can't borrow my clothes. You'll stretch them. Whatever it is. Yeah. All goes into the solar plexus. Um, and then we realize that one day, Right. And then it presents as imposter syndrome. I need more, more certifications. I don't have what it takes. I'm not deserving. I'm not worthy. All of these things manifest because we're carrying on to beliefs that aren't ours. But the really cool thing is whatever age you are, like honest to good gracious, you have the capacity to rewrite your belief system into whatever it is like this. Like we never actually have to hold on to anything that doesn't serve us here in this moment in this day. We can yes. just start clearing out that junk drawer at any point. Yeah. The heart is really the most fascinating for me because people don't realize the heart is our life force. Like it keeps our physical body alive, right? It is yeah. like, we all know if the heart stops, we stop. Right. But energetically it does the same thing. It is our breath. It yeah. is our energetic breath we inhale receiving wise into our heart and we exhale by giving and inhale and exhale is the same energy giving and receiving is the same energy and most people uh if you're an empath like we tend to store other people's stuff and it's prime real estate because we can only receive into our hearts the amount of space we have to hold for one B, I can always tell if somebody has a heart that's not necessarily energetically breathing because I can either I get in their energy they're not breathing they hold their breath they exhale with no inhale, so they're really good at giving, but terrible at receiving. Yeah. And then sometimes I have somebody who is like an awesome receiver, but is a petrified to give because it's unsafe, right? Like, so like learning the energetic breath, you'll know that your heart needs love is if you get to this martyrdom feeling. That's if you're like, all I do is give, 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 and nobody ever helps me kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's when you know your heart. That's how you know you're not receiving. And it just feels like it's exhausting. And you'll be so tired because all you're doing is giving to other people and not allowing the energy breath to come in and restore that balance. So, um, so fascinating. <laughs> the throat chakra is uh, the vehicle for getting your mission out into the world. And I'm going to share this with your people because this is coming through too, is that there's actually, we each have a superpower in our throat chakra. And, and so knowing this is really powerful because you can actually lean into your superpower and your skill and not feel guilty or like you're not doing something. And that's, it's either written word or voice. Now you can be good at both, but there's one that you absolutely love doing. Yeah. And so like somebody's telling you to do Facebook ads in your business and you're like, ah, it. <laughs> and it's like a heart, no feeling, but you can sit and you can write blogs and you can write, you know, posts and you can show up with like your people in that way. Don't feel bad because generally we have a clear defining superpower. And when we're utilizing that vehicle, that's when things shift forward with our business. We don't yeah. have to stuff ourselves into either or. Like I love both, but that's just because I like have always loved both. Like I yeah. just, when I look back to little me, I did both. Like I was in the school plays, I was in the announcement club, but I've also been writing short stories and poems and plays and everything since I was little, yeah. little. Right. Yeah. Um, but really learning this. And if you're a teeth clencher, just sidebar, if you clench your teeth, it's because you're holding in things you really want to say. 
Oh, Tamara, my jaw has been so freaking painful recently. And I know that's going to be of no surprise to you, but yeah, every morning I'm waking up and I'm like, and and, in my morning meditation practice and when I apply my oils and really like get into it, I'm taking them and I'm massaging my whole face because things hurt recently, which again is no surprise. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not a surprise for me knowing again, Jillian and I get to like know everything about each other in the back side (laughs) of our lives and then my favorite is third eye and I'm going to say what third eye represents because it's really we're talking trust here and getting out of your head and allowing uh you have to get really comfortable with these three statements everything is going to be okay nothing bad can happen and all my needs are met and when you can breathe into that there's no stress there's no worry there's no overwhelm there's no guilt there's no fear there's no anything because everything's going to be okay nothing bad is going to happen all your needs are always going to be met the universe will never let you fall on your face yeah and Ooh, so- that feels good that feels really good so that is a place where you do in order to have a, a an open third eye, there has to be a belief in something. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be Buddhism. It could be, you know, uh, Christianity. It could be universe. It could be love. It could be anything. But there's mm-hmm. just a space where we as human beings can't hold everything. Like think of like a grain of sand on the beach. That's mm-hmm. what we really are in on the globe. <laughs> like truly, it's just one grain of sand. And when you're trying to stuff everything into a grain of sand, it won't hold very much. We have to open ourselves up for flowing. Yes. And that's when actual movement happens. And then the crown of your head, right? Your crown of your head is, oh, and to, if your throat chakra's out, you'll be sick a lot. Whenever you get sick, it's because your throat chakra's out. And when your third eye is out, uh, you shut down. Like you literally will fall asleep everywhere. You like, you just, you can't stay awake because yeah. you're not trusting anything. So your body just wants... to to go down like a flaming ship. Um, And then the crown is receiving. This is the first stage. And I'm just going to make it so super clear to people so that you know if your crown is open. And the first thing I'm going to say is, can you receive a compliment? Mm. If you are like, oh, no, no, you know, my hair isn't that great or whatever. Like, no, I just got these shoes two years ago. They're not that nice, Mm. (laughs) right? You are not open to receive. Yeah. And so it's an energetic expression. If somebody's exhaling a compliment to you, just really think of that as what's going to shift the vibration of the earth. As well, if you inhale that compliment, right, through your crown into your heart, and then you'll find yourself holding this lovely energetic space to pay it forward with somebody else. And then you're exhaling from your heart. And we hope that the next person's crown is open to receive whatever is coming in and it creates this beautiful vibrational passing along and and that's the true belief for me of love yeah making an impact on the world and you like i said you'll know if your crown is closed by that simple question this has been such a fun conversation for me like i just love being able to dive into all the little nooks and crannies of this just like one more kind of like wrap up question I love that we gave people the, the clarity of like, of the energy centers of the chakras. I want to go back to helping people really step into the clarity of the gifts that are available to them and bringing the two together. Is there a specific place, a specific chakra that they could work with to open up 
to really like get into that spot that will help guide them with the gifts that they are either trying to stuff down or they're trying to step into no matter where they are on their path. Is there a place that they could go within their body to really like hone in on what's available for them in terms of these gifts from the divine? So, um, I'm going to put this into the, as easy as possible because this is how, this is my truest of belief. If you were to place your hand over your heart <laughs> and close your eyes, I'm going to do it. Say, you know, where do I need to place my energy today? Mm. The first thing you hear is the answer. That is where you are being guided. It's the thing is that we do not listen to our internal voices where the answer always lies. We look for it in an external source. We ask our husbands, we ask our friends, we ask our mentors, we ask exterior for an answer that resides within us. Get good at asking and listening from within. That is where the space where you're going to start to breathe life into your energy system, into your body, into your gift, into showing up as the person who is confident in what they are feeling, what are they are sensing, what they are hearing without fear. Yes. So for me, it's just like close your eyes every day, put your hand on your heart. It takes 2.2 seconds and say, where should I place my energy today? Or what is it that I can do today to, you know, move myself forward and do it from an aligned energetic space. And listen <laughs> to the thing you hear. <laughs> I love that so much. I love giving my people specific tools and things that they can that they can do and start to apply. I know for me, for a long time, I was listening to personal development, but it was kind of like it was to check off a box, right? Like I listened to my personal development for today. I'm good. The application of it was a whole new step. So inviting people into understanding that they are an energetic being, that they too have the capacity to receive gifts, to really be divinely guided, and then give themselves the opportunity to do that. It's just so exciting to me. And I actually feel like it's one of my life's missions to, at this point in time, be that like foundational break for people. Like be like the legit like 101 building blocks of how you literally can bring these things into your life and feel them and then grow upon them. It's so powerful. So thank you. It is. I'm so honored to be here and to be able to share in the experience and what I have been through to step fully into, you know, and it really is just trusting and knowing and allowing. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I love it so much. Tamara, where can people find you? Because they are going to want to find you or can they follow you and take you all in and just where are you? So if you go to any social media platform and look at, at Tamara Arnold author, I am there. That is like, I explain I'm, I'm an author because I'm a messenger. So I have, I need to write to get these messages out into the world. So Tamara Arnold author on all social media. And if you go to either of those and write me a message, I'm human and living in this world, I'll answer you. And I have a website at TamaraArnold.ca for Canada. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> that is, I always say that, I guess people are like, that's, hey, that's weird. No, that's Canadian. <laughs> it's not weird, it's Canadian. <laughs> I'm wearing a on this call even, like I'm living the Canadian dream here. 
<laughs> oh, and I'm so grateful you are. Sister, oh my goodness, before you leave, I'm going to ask you one final question. And that is very simply, what are you grateful for? I am grateful to spirit. I am grateful to be a vessel for the message that I am placed on this earth for every single day. So whenever I receive a compliment, I do share it back to spirit uh, because it is truly an honor. Um, Because right now I'm tapped in whenever I do interviews, whenever I, I, and can I just leave this really quickly with people as well? You don't have to be on all the time. And that is really, really powerful to know with a spiritual gift that you are in control of when it is tuned up and when it is tuned down. Never turn it off. We never want to turn it off. But just to be in that space of, of just thinking about it, just entrusting that if you're thinking about turning it down, you tune down. Yeah. And if you're thinking about turning it up, you've tuned, turned it up. So right now, as I'm sitting here and I'm receiving for everybody on your podcast, I am grateful to spirit. Thank you. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing everything with us today. And friends, please do make sure you connect with Tamara, particularly if you're in a place that you're like, I really, 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 I want to know more about this stuff because I feel some gifts are starting to show up. Um, Tamara is my go-to for helping people really step into those gifts, own them, recognize them, look at them, and then start to utilize them. So sister, I love you. Thank you for being here. You. And everyone else, I hope you have a very good morning. Thank you for listening to this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I'm so grateful to you, to your energy, and to the dreams that you have. Friends, if you are ready to start really learning how to manage your time in a way that feels so good to you, not that forceful expectation, but more of that flow, more of that transformational opportunity, then head to jillianbolands.com forward slash free gift. And I will send you my transformational time management tool. It is a brilliant workbook that I've put together. Don't worry. There are lists in there. There are check boxes in there, but I'm also going to teach you that you are worthy of the time that you create for yourself. Head to jillianbolands.com forward slash free gift. And again, thank you for listening to this episode and for sharing it with a friend, liking it and giving it a comment in iTunes. It means the world to me. And I wish you a transformational good morning.